everybody. Welcome back to the Zoe and Jenna podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. And um, I'm Jenna, and so I'm here with Zoe, obviously. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Jenna. It's a privilege to be back here with you today again on our podcast. And how are you today, Jenna? Do you know what? It's nice and early, and it is towards the end of the week, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> I actually had a lot of dreams last night, but today's not a dream episode, so I'll save them for another time. <laughs> oh, excited. And I just already, even this morning, seeing just the glory of God on you. So oh, I just know today's going to be a glory episode, especially um, because we have a special friend and a and an amazing guest with us on our podcast today. I'm so excited about um, who we have with us today. <laughs> Yeah, very, very excited too. So we're going to um, introduce her in a second, but um, when we have guests on, we don't just have anybody. We have people that we really feel ha- are carrying something that we know will connect with the, the people that are listening um, with their hearts, something from the Father God that they have experienced or gone through in their life that we know you're going to really um, be able to take hold of and um, receive from as well. So just be excited. Be ready for um for this amazing woman. <laughs> mm. So welcome, Kylie. Hey, mm. Kylie. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Gina. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good to have you here with us, Kylie. Kylie, today we're going to be chatting with you and um, we're going to be hearing all about your new book, which is phenomenal, guys. We can't wait to go on this journey and break open um, what Kylie has for us. And um, But Kylie, um, you are phenomenal. And tell us a little bit about where you're at at the moment. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Zoe. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I'm Kylie, and I'm currently living in Redding, California, um, with really? my husband and my two kids. So we're um, just at the in the final year of ministry school here at Bethel um, School of Supernatural Ministry, and so we're just preparing to um, head back home to New Zealand. We usually live in Wanganui. Um, yeah. I was going to say on the north side of the, uh, you know, on the west coast of the North Island, but you guys know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's so good to ha- be able to talk in, in like English and in Kiwi and not have to worry about <laughs> how fast I'm talking and whether anyone can uh, understand me. So <laughs> it's really good to be here with you guys today. Yeah, so oh. my husband's my husband's name is Lincoln and I have two children, a 13-year-old girl, Pieta, and a seven-year-old boy, Flynn. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. What a privilege it is to um, chat with you and, um, you know, this this beautiful woman from New Zealand in Reading. I'm so jelly as well because, you know, I'm also doing BSCM, but I'm doing the Bethel School of Ministry, but I'm doing that online through School of Faith. But you actually get to be there in Reading, which I know I'm sure many of our listeners will be like, Wow, that's so super cool. What is it like in Reading? Quickly, a snapshot. <laughs> well, normally I would say that Reading is a desert and it's hot and dry and brown, but we have had the rainiest um, weather here for the winter and we generally have one lot of snow and we've had like six days of snow this summer, I mean this winter. And uh, so I'm kind of sick of the rain because we had so much rain when we were back in New Zealand over our summer break. <laughs> it was winter in New Zealand, it rained almost every day. So 
bring on the sunshine yeah well I don't I don't want to um be that person but we you know our (laughs) summer here has been wet almost every day as well it's just crazy Weather around the world is doing some funny things, right? Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Reading is actually quite a small, a small town, a small city mm-hmm. in in California. So it's a little bit like the Wanganui of uh, California. It's out in the middle of nowhere, um, and it's yeah. It totally is. And that just also shows us again, hey, um, Carly, that it doesn't matter where you're from or what your life may look like or the place that you come from seems like you can still impact the world like they have done through you know Bethel School of Ministry and through what you're doing there so so I just want to tell you guys really quickly how I met Kylie Mm. Kylie and I um we know each other from a few years ago but um yeah Kylie actually literally shifted something huge in my life and I'm so excited that we get to talk to her today because I had a passion to see um, a Shine Girl program happen in Taranaki and Somebody connected me with Kylie. It was a long story. And we finally got to meet and Kylie was able to equip me with resources that I could actually impact young women in my region. So Kylie, I just oh, I just want to honor you for that. And I've been able to take those resources to other women. Kylie's been part of some big things with the Shine program and with young women and, and even now I think boys involved in the strength program. But um, your heart to see, to see um, people empowered and lifted up is just has not only changed my life, it's changed many lives. So I really want to thank you for that thank and honor you. you for that. And um, oh, Thanks, you're Zoe. just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone else did it for us when we were starting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, women in Taupo trained us up. So we just want to do the same and pass it forward. So come oh, on. I love my, that. Yeah, my honor. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I think I used to live with flat with that woman from Topo. So that's Yeah, I'll go talk to you li- later and see if you know my good friend Terry who lives in Taupo. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I love it. Oh, that's New so Zealand good. connections. New Zealand connections. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads us actually straight into the first thing we wanted to ask you about, Kylie, is that because you're just just like us, you know, I love that we're all just girls who love Jesus and who um, really want to spend our lives being aware of um, God's presence and what he's doing. And, um, you know, you've really connected with the prophetic voice of God in your life and just how normal that has become for you. And, and I say normal in like an air quote way, because obviously there's nothing normal <laughs> about it. But um, how can you just tell us a bit more about what what that kind of looks like for you? Yeah, well, it's funny you say that I'm a prophetic, you know, prophetic person. I, I don't even see myself very <laughs> prophetic, actually. And and that typical kind of someone who's prophetic and say, like, oh, I've got this word for you. That's not that's not really me. Um, I, you know, I've grown up, yeah, growing up in the Salvation Army, I understood the Holy Spirit as a still quiet voice. So I was always connected to the Lord and always heard his voice. But um, yeah, it's been this 20 year journey of just getting to know Holy Spirit and learning his voice and recognizing that I hear from him in different ways. So a big thing for me is, um, and the prophetic is words of knowledge, but I get them in the in my body, like pain in my body. And so I'll be like, mm. someone got a sore shoulder. So I'll have words of knowledge for healing or I see just a little glimpse of a picture and so I've just had to be learn to be really sensitive to the Lord speaking to me and take note of those things and 
Um, yeah, so it's just been been a real long journey. I, I think the best book that I read when I was in my 20s was Is That Really You, God? Um, uh, and it was by the, the guy who started YWAM and about how he learned over his lifetime to go, Is that really you, Lord? And so, yeah, I started kind of in my 20s of going, Is that really you, Lord? And just learning to follow his voice and, mm-hmm. and learn when he's talking. Yeah, so and then I'd say probably over the last three years being at ministry school here is just recognizing him more than a voice that is actually more of that presence and recognizing, you know, that when I feel him on my shoulder or on my arm or highlighted somewhere and just learning to sense him in that presence kind of way. Mm. Mm. Oh, you you um in your book you talk which um the book is called um unlimited joy accessing all that is promised how smile as you say yeah. that. <laughs> but i love that something that i picked up on was that and i know zoe too that you have a real seeker's heart that you um and you've just sort of shared that in your testimony just now as well mm. that even though maybe there have been some things that you're like, oh, I don't really know, I'm not really sure, but you've really pursued them. And yeah. I just want to honor you for that. And, you know, for people listening, if you, a lot of what we talk about on here or people we talk to, it can feel like, oh gosh, that's not my experience. And we don't mm. all want to have the same experiences. But I I really hope our heart is that you would hear the, um, the desire to pursue, <laughs> the desire mm. to really have a curious and intrigued heart to ask God questions and to really push in and look look deeper. So I love that mm. you've done that. And mm. we know you've got a really powerful testimony on the um, power of the prophetic word. So we'd love to yeah. hear more about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's quite a long one. <laughs> it's, okay. it's got so many facets to it. Um, it. Yeah, so about four years ago, my husband and I, we were um, we were preparing to build and we had designed our house and we had a gentleman's agreement about some land and then the land fell through. And I had just started School of Faith and I'd heard this preach and it was about every difficulty is an opportunity. And so when me and my husband were talking about what are we going to do now? We're not going to be building. And I just turned around and said, oh, every difficulty is an opportunity. I'm like, <laughs> you've always wanted to travel and go and live in another country. Um, I was like, we could go and live in another country. And out of my mouth goes, let's go to Reading and I can go study at BSSM. And he turns around and goes, yeah, we should do that. (laughs) And I'm like, this is abnormal. My husband's normally three months, you know, three months behind me. Um, And he's like, yeah, we should do that. And I looked at him and was like, really? Okay. And um, we went and sat down and we watched some TV, the, you know, HGTV, uh, Home and Garden program. And there was this renovators show and um, they were doing a background of where these people were from. And they met at Bible College at Redding, mm-hmm. California. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, how many Bible colleges are there in Redding, California? We look at each other and go, is this a sign? <laughs> and so then the next morning we went to church and we went up for prayer. And our pastors prophesied over us that it's a, a time, you know, a new time, a new season for you. And God was going to take you into new things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And then the guest speaker speaks about 
there's a time for everything. And mm-hmm. what is what is the time now for you? And we're like, okay, I think God's trying to tell us something, you know. <laughs> um, it's not just a random thing coming out my mouth. And on the Monday night, I went to School of Faith. We did the online classes and we were practicing the prophetic. And we had to do this activity of we had to ask the Lord for a Bible character um, that represented the person we were going to prophesy over. And um, my partner's like, oh, Kylie, this is a random one. He says, I see you like Queen of Sheba. Mm-hmm. And he goes, the only thing I know about Queen of Sheba is that she saw King Solomon had something that she wanted. And so she was willing to go across, you know, leave her nation, go to another nation and use all her resources <laughs> to get there to get whatever he had. And he goes, and so um, I think it was Salwyn. He, he says to me, Kylie, I think you're, you've seen something that you want in God and you need to go travel and use all your resources to go get it. <laughs> so we're like, uh, I'm like, Salwyn, we're actually talking about going to, you know, BSSM over in California. And um, then there was another three, I think it was another three confirmations. One, a Bible word, another, um, a prophetess in our church, we asked her, said we're praying about something. And she saw a picture of us flying into another country for a period of time and then coming back. And then someone else had another word about the land, about leaving the land. And so we had seven confirmations to go come <laughs> to to um, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. But, you know, we started the process and we applied, we got in, and we did all the paperwork from the American end and we had to apply for our passport. So there was this big process, right? We're just about to apply for our visas to travel. And that's when COVID happened, Mm -hmm. COVID pandemic. And then the country closed down and the world closed down, all the borders closed down. And we're like, oh my goodness, are we, you know, what are we going to do? God's never confirmed anything in our lives like this before, but we've got seven confirmations. And so... (sighs) we kind of had to make a decision about what are we going to do about this? It's like, are we going to trust in God and, and know that we're supposed to do this thing? But we're looking around and going, New Zealand's closed. The embassy is closed. The borders to America are closed. There's a global pandemic of this (laughs) COVID virus that we don't know anything about and it might be deadly. We don't really know. And um, we just made the decision. We're like, right, God's never confirmed this so much. And faith's an action word. So, and we've got to believe what he said. So we spent, you know, lockdown going through all the kids' clothes, all their toys, that, you know, the garage. We'd been living in our house for 15 years by that <laughs> stage. And so it was this major feat of clearing the house out and preparing to move to the other side of the country with one suitcase. And it's this amazing story of um, we just, when I felt down and had doubts, my husband's like, no, no, we've got these prophetic words. And when he felt down, I was up and be like, no, no. And we would just speak out these prophetic words. And and two weeks before we needed to leave the country, um, the embassy opened and we got a, a visa yeah, we got an appointment the week after, oh, it was three weeks, 
and got the visa on the spot. And that day we booked our flights to leave two weeks later. We didn't even have time for a leaving party or anything. <laughs> um, and we got there in time. We had like half a day's grace for our kids to start school. And um, yep, so it's the power of the prophetic word. And mm-hmm. I think just God's grace on it um, that we just could go right We've said it again and again and again, and and God's grace is going to be in it if, you know, he's called us to do this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there were so many people that were questioning what we were doing, worried about our safety and saying, why don't you just leave it for a year? But we just knew that it was, you know, God's timing on it as well. So mm-hmm. that's the power of the prophetic. Oh, gosh, that's so encouraging, isn't it, Jenna? Yeah, wow. And I love that you, I love what you just said at the end there as well. That I love all of that story, but <laughs> how you said, um, we just knew. And I think that that's an aspect that can, you know, people can often think, oh, I don't feel like I hear God. But mm-hmm. there's this knowing in our knower, <laughs> this yep. intuition, this gut feeling, you know, whatever you want to call it, that it's like, I can't really actually explain it. I know we look crazy. I know you all are worried about us and I just appreciate your love for us, but there's something in this that we can't say no to right mm. now. So I love That's that right. that you recognize that and went with it. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> easy, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> but wow. it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously your journey, you know, you're, you're in your book. Gosh, guys, this, this is an incredible book. We can't wait to tell you more about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as we're going to talk with, with Kylie today, guys, but this book, you know, has obviously been birthed in, in your time there. I mean, what a blessing mm-hmm. that is. Um, tell us a little bit about your heart for writing this book, Unlimited Joy, Accessing All That Is Promised. <laughs> ah, I mean, I'm sure that's a long story, but hey. <laughs> it is. Give yeah, well, how snippet. long have you got, Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be again. honest, I never set out to write a book. It was the least thing from my mind. But um, we came to to Bethel and to the, the ministry school was for, for healing. My husband's had um, had broken back and he's had three surgeries and lived in chronic pain for 20 years. And so we came for healing for him and just to learn about healing. But the thing that, yeah, when I got here, I saw joy on people like I'd never seen before, you know, I'd quoted the scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And mm-hmm. thought, you know, you talked about it, but I'd never have seen people with a level of joy that I have seen when I got to, to Bethel. And I know lots of people have concerns about, um, or questions about Bethel, but man, these people, they just love Jesus and they love his presence and they just love people and they carry this level of joy that made me go, oh, they've got something I don't have and I want that. <laughs> and so I just was like, Lord, can you teach me about the about joy? And mm-hmm. I want to know how to get it. I want to know how to maintain it. I want to know how to give it away. And so mm-hmm. it was just this. I hate the not hate the word journey, but you know everyone uses it as yeah, the journey. Yeah. I went on with the Lord and was like, Can you just teach me about it? And so it was really I just had Holy Spirit experiences and encounters and even as I talk about it, I just feel them just come on, you know, and um and that 
then would create questions in me and it would make me dive into the word and just to really study the scriptures on joy. Mm. And um, I, I went hunting for a book and I couldn't, I just couldn't find what I was looking for. Um, a lot of books about joy are about the choice of joy. And I think that's one element of it that we need to, you know, to choose to be hopeful and live in hope and to be thankful and live with gratitude. That's an element of joy. But mm. there's that other side of it, which is the supernatural joy of the Lord that he pours out on you, that he gives you, mm. you know, it's this exchange. And I love one of my favorite scriptures is Romans fifteen thirteen. It's like, now the God of hope fill you with all joy. I really wanted the the, the um, name of the book to be All Joy, but it just doesn't roll off the tongue very well. So <laughs> joy. But all joy and peace as you trust in him through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, mm. it's through his power. And, um, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I get distracted just, just thinking about mm. him and the God of hope to fill you with all joy. And it's this, you know, we talk about, well, I don't even know if we talk about it that much, but we read about it and we quote scriptures about joy, but I don't know if it's taught that well or activated that well, or people see it and, but don't really know how to get it. So that's really my heart behind it. And the one thing I noticed and probably in me as well, that People who write books on joy are people who have gone through hard stuff. And it's often not until we're going through really hard stuff that we seek joy and try mm. and activate joy in our life. But what if people learnt about joy before they needed it? Come on. <laughs> and then they have this well to go to, you know. Come on. When they are in the middle of hard stuff, they've already practiced at activating joy in their lives and just receiving from the Lord. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's some of of the heart behind it. (laughs) Oh, I just love that so much. I love your hmm. (laughs) Just imagine. Just what a a great imagining of not waiting until we need something. Well, actually, and also we do all need joy, right? We need it. That's right. At all points. Um, and I think it's so attractive. Like that's the thing with me is when I saw people with this joy, it was so attractive. And I think yeah, as Christians, we should be the most joyful people around and that it should attract people to the Lord rather than going, you know, I have to have joy and I'm going to try really hard to get it. And it's more <laughs> this like effort and strain and um <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's so good Kylie there's um I might have already shared this on here but just in the last few months I've been having a similar experience of just really feeling like having quiet times of just sitting with God and um actually letting a um the Lectio Divina um 365 Lectio 365 play over me and Mm -hmm. I and I've found that the things I've been praying for like patience joy grace um that I've been asking God about for years have just started happening more in my life they're way more evident and have had people comment and notice it but I'm not trying to do anything I'm not striving for it which is also what you Mm -hmm. talk about right that it's actually 
the more our heart is to just connect with the father, the more that, you know, we, we become who we're around (laughs) and that joy as you search for him, that joy just flows out and it can't help it. You don't have to try Mm -hmm. for it. And you kind of talk about it, about having this revelation when, um, when you arrived over there about, um, it's not about tools for healing, but about the prince and his presence. And you you say we come seeking something, but instead we get someone. Yeah, yeah. It was a revelation for me. Like I said, um, my husband and I had been gone on this healing journey for about eighteen years by that stage, and so I'd read every book about healing, <laughs> so many books about healing. And after a while, you just get so confused because there's so many (laughs) principles and so many rules and some say this and some say that and all contradict each other in in different ways. And But what they really um, taught here was, yeah, it's not about the principles or the tools of healing. It's actually about the prince and his presence. And, you know, if if you look in the Gospels, Jesus actually never taught the disciples how to heal. He just sent them out in his authority and his power and told them to heal people, Mm. you know, (laughs) or lay hands on was probably about as much as you got. And so um, Jesus did what his father told him to do. And so when it comes, I've learned that when it comes to healing, it's just about being connected with him because he is the healer Mm. you know I can't heal a headache and I can't yeah I can't raise the dead but we do it together you know we (laughs) co-labor to get together and um and yeah Mm. yeah so it's really just seeking after him and a big thing that they talk about that I've been taught is about our identity and recognizing that we're a a son and daughter and a friend of Jesus Mm -hmm. and of, of God. And rather than I grew up um, more as a slave or a servant of the Lord and doing everything for him rather than in partnership and or in him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In him. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know if I'm answering the question at all, but (laughs) Well, I'm um, I'm just I'm just loving this. I know Gina, I'm I'm feeling um I'm feeling his joy and his presence just in this conversation. And <laughs> I just had it um before we actually pray, before we came on here with um Yukari, Gina and I were praying and I got this picture and it just came to me again as you were talking and I saw what I saw was like wells of joy hopping popping up in people's homes. And I just felt like this I just for you guys out there listening at the moment. You know, we just, I, I feel like I see these wells of joy just popping up in your mm. hearts, just popping up in your homes, just being released. And there's nothing you can yeah. do to make it happen. You just have to go and sit under it, sit under his joy and just let these <laughs> wells, like big geysers, burst forth with the joy of the Lord all over your homes, all over your heart. You know, just this beautiful, refreshing joy of the Lord just being mm. released. Um, and so yeah, good. and it's... um. <laughs> It's just amazing. It's it's just amazing to sit in his joy. I was I, one of my favorite stories in this book, Kylie. I mean, I think it will impact me mm. for a very long time. Is when you share about you know your actual encounter with the Holy Spirit and um yeah. and the and the and um you know it was a, a physical feeling that you had and mm. and then how Holy Spirit said to you, I don't want my joy to stay down in your heart, 
I want it overflowing and spilling out all over the place, just like that cup of coffee. Okay, so I've given you like a little snippet. Rewind back a minute or two before <laughs> that. Tell us a little bit about what happened in that moment. Give us a little snippet. Obviously, we can read more in your book, but um. <laughs> Yeah, oh. we, were, we were at school and in the middle, middle of worship and uh, this guy had, had run in late into class. I was sitting up in the balcony, so I had a great view. And mm. he, then he spilt his coffee all over the floor and it just spilt in every direction. It was meters. It was huge <laughs> and he was all flustered and ran out. And as I saw that, the Holy Spirit just said, take note. And I'm like, eh, what's what's coffee spill on the floor got to do with anything, you know? And then the band switched the song and they started singing, um, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, you know, a good one from old, old back in the day. And yeah, as I was praying, as we were singing it, just Holy Spirit's like, I don't want your joy staying down in your heart. I want it spilling mm -hmm. all over the all over the floor and, and leaking <laughs> out of you and um yeah other things happen which you'll have to read in the yes. book and um, yeah but leaking leaking all over the floor and all over the place so um but you know that's yeah I think it's, you were going to ask me but what does that what does that look like in reality and yeah um, I think one of the things is that the enemy has lied to us about joy mm. and what it is supposed to look like. So joy can be big. It can be spilling all over the place. And and um, I know sometimes we can be hesitant about things of the spirit. And, and I myself have had to go on a journey of recognizing that holy laughter is of the Lord. And I was always offended by, I found it so offensive, like people laughing out loud and disturbing the room or, <laughs> but man, if you've had a personal experience of it, well, when, you know, I was hit, yeah, a little bit with joy and I was just like, oh, I felt this release and then had different encounters of, of physical, yeah, yeah real physical joy of laughter and, and shaking. And, mm -hmm. but it broke something off in me. It broke off the fear of man. It broke off disappointment in my life. It broke grief off my life. And, you know, I've heard so many people who have had holy laughter, who have been healed of depression and healed of anxiety, healed of uh, mental illness um, by laughter and so mm -hmm. laughter it just is so you know is so powerful and that's one way that joy can represent but I'm a bit of like you'll notice in the book I'm a bit of a study squat a bit of a nerd and I actually went and studied the word joy in the bible because I couldn't get a real clear uh, sort of definition in my head of what the joy, joy actually is and I found that there's 35 Hebrew and Greek words for joy and rejoicing. So rejoice is actually um, like the verb, the doing word of joy. It's your expression of the joy that you carry. And so, um, you know, there's this thing, I've read a lot of things about joy recently in the church and they're saying, oh, you know, happiness and joy are different and and joy is just that inside you know assurance of of God and but 
I kind of disagree. Joy should have an expression, uh, you know, mm -hmm. rejoicing the expression of it. But and there's a number of words that are a quiet joy. Uh, it's um, chara and samar, and it's this quiet kind of cheerfulness. It's a countenance of joy. So it's mm. this joy that you carry with you, whether you're loud or laughing or not. And then it can be a, a verbal expression of joy. It can be shouting. It can be laughing. It can be dancing. Um, it can. There's even a word that means being completely overtaken and overcome <laughs> with joy. I think that's what I experienced <laughs> in my first year. And um, in my second year, it was really weird because um, the joy was very quiet. Like it was this quiet, peaceful joy, the chara joy. And when I told people I was writing a book on joy, they'd actually look at me funny going, really? You know, when I seem all that joyful and I got to the stage where I was actually questioning, should I be writing this book? I don't actually feel, you know, I'm, I don't have this huge expression of joy that I in my head had thought that joy looked wow. like. So I think the enemy can either tell you, you your joy is 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 not of the Lord. Like people question of God, oh, that can't be God because that's disruptive and things. He, he'll question that. And then on the other side of it, if you have this quiet countenance of joy, he makes you question of God, oh, do I really carry the joy of wow. the Lord? Mm -hmm. And so it's just recognizing the different expressions and what it looks like and different seasons as well. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. changed. Yeah. I love that you have shared about that and about how it's changed for you and mm. how it just makes me think, you know, what's it going to look like in the years to come and <laughs> how is it going to change in the years to come? Because, um, you know, we're ever growing, right? And That's right. I think that because joy is part of the kingdom and he is the kingdom and how that, the you know, the multifacets of it, that the more that we kind of spend time with him and um, engage with him that the more that we get to understand not even in our head but in our body and in our spirit so mm -hmm. I love oh, that you're experiencing right. that that's so cool and yeah. and for that freedom it just feels like freedom as you're talking to yeah to just say actually it's all been lifted off <laughs> I yeah, got the way so to good. that go yeah <laughs> well I wonder we're kind of um coming to a bit of an end but I wonder if you could just pray for our listeners as we um you know we've We've told you at the beginning, we just really love your hunger for this joy and how you have kept searching. And um, we'd love if you wanted to pray for people to just have um, like a resilience and a tenacity to um, acknowledge the things in their hearts that they feel like they wish that they had more of. Because I think even that can mm -hmm. sometimes feel a bit like, oh, am I just being jealous or am I, you know, we're, we're taught not to think like that right but actually <laughs> I love the thought that when we're jealous of someone it's because they have something that we really want and I think when mm. it comes to things like this obviously we do it with a heart that is searching not with a heart of jealousy but this um, desire to um, experience joy in a way that um, maybe they haven't before so would you like to pray yeah. for for us for our listeners yeah definitely and um, I love the the psalm, um, Psalm 42, and it says, as the deer longs mm -hmm. for the water, so my soul longs after you. And um, 
Mm. Yeah, Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I think that's just a beautiful promise of when we seek after and thirst and hunger for the things of the Mm. Lord, we're going to be filled. I just thank you, Lord, for this time that we've got to speak about you and about your joy and and what's available to us, Lord. And and even just as the listeners listen to this, Lord, I just pray that it would create a hunger in them for more of you, more of your presence, more of your voice, more of your freedom, more of your joy. We just um, cut off any, you know, striving, any difficulty that with this, Lord, and just say that your power is made perfect in our weakness. And so we just come to you in our weakness, Lord, and just ask you to fill us, fill us, Lord. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fill us, Lord. Mm. Yeah, I just pray blessings on each one of you today. That the Lord would give you everything that you're seeking. As you seek him, you will find him. As you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Amen. Oof, amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Kylie. Thanks for coming on here. And we were um we were just telling you before we started recording how um you know Zoe and I have really loved reading your book. And we I've been thinking a lot lately about this idea of things that are simple but not simplistic. And mm-hmm. I I feel like you have captured that so well in your book. This oh, it's you. it is simple. It's a simple truth that he has for us because that's the way he does it but it's not simplistic (laughs) it's not basic (laughs) but it's simple so I hope that makes sense it's like an easy read but it's also very deep and um it's a life-changing book to read of your experiences and of the the gentle challenges that you put and you include in it and the invitation that you have that draws people in so Mm -hmm. um thank you yeah. yeah, my my prayer is really that it's a book that you don't read once, but it's mm-hmm. one that you keep going back to. And even for myself, there's days when I'm like, I'm not joyful. And I'm like, I need to read chapter eight or I need to read <laughs> chapter 11. And I literally, I go back and I read and and I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> and then yeah. I do what I teach in the book myself um, just because, yeah, I need it. And um, yeah. Yeah, so I just pray that that's a book that stays on people's bookshelves or next to their bed and that you just keep going, going back for more because joy is unlimited. Even when you feel like you're overflowing with joy in a season, there is even more available, right? That's so good. good. And we're going to pop some links in in, our in the bio here with some links how you can get hold of Kylie and how you can purchase the book books being released in April but Kylie's got a cool competition running at the moment where she's giving away books from other books from friends and then on joy so um we'll give you the details so that you can be in it to win it right hey Kylie mm-hmm. yeah yeah so oh, yes. that closes on no- 
Mm. I was going to say my name, Kylie, is spout different. It's got two L's, K-Y-L-L-I-E. <laughs> Martin, if you're, if you're looking for me. But um, yeah, I've got eight books on joy that I'm giving away just as to celebrate other authors um, and this topic of joy. So if you get in before the 21st, you'll go into the draw to win one of those books. So it's so cool. exciting. So by the time this episode goes up, you'll have a few more days, I think, to be able to get into that competition. So make sure you do that. And um, otherwise, go take a look at Kylie's website. We'll pop the link below and um, we'll have to talk with you again sometime soon, Kylie. <laughs> I'd love to come back again. It's so nice to be here with you guys. And I just feel like I'm one of you. <laughs> I'll come and see you when I get home. Yes. Thanks so much for having me on. And yeah. it's been lots of fun. Yeah. Well, we bless you. We bless you. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>